0: All right fam we are back uh with episode two of the podcast we are talking about sacredness and how sacredness is a thing let's jump right in things you should know right off the bat i've had four cups of coffee i'm a little nervous did i mention my name's Chaddy? yeah oh um this is a podcast for imperfect people and uh you should know that uh i cry in corners true story Much. Alright, so on the last uh episode of the podcast, podcast what just happened to me? What am I from Chicago? I don't know. I don't know what happened. Sorry. Um <laughs> on the last episode of the podcast, we talked about sacredness, what sacredness is, uh how it's a reverence. It's meant, it's understanding that God is holy and living out this holiness um in the way we love and the way we lead. Um, and we talked a lot about um, faith and how faith is sacred, and faith that is um, active and relevant and uh, missional, and uh, what was the other one? Missional and, oh my gosh, am I having like the absolute brain fart? Uh, Active, relevant, missional, and consistent, uh, that when you live out your faith in that way, based on the book of Deuteronomy, that uh, it's done in a way that, uh, that understands that your faith is meant to be guarded guarded because it's sacred. And so today we're gonna talk about one of my favorite things, uh, creativity. Yay, Chadi! we've been waiting for such a time as this. Just kidding. Um, So I love talking about creativity because technically in my job and in my gifting set, I'm what the world would call a creative. I hate it, it's stupid. Um, I don't look at creativity like that. So if you're about to turn off the podcast, don't because I believe that everybody is a creative. Um, In the kingdom, creativity isn't making things, okay? It's wisdom. That ushers in God's presence in a world where there is a vacuum of chaos. And it is super sacred. I'm gonna read it again because I think it's so important. In the kingdom, creativity isn't like just making things, it's wisdom that ushers in God's presence in a world where there is a vacuum of chaos. And this ability, creativity, is so sacred, and so I cannot wait to talk about this. But I'm gonna jump into what I think the problem is first, okay? Um, I feel like I can speak to this because I was a creative director, not only in the church, but I have been a creative director in the world, in the marketplace. And what I have found uh, is that creativity was never meant, when I look at in the Bible, I go back to scripture, because if you can't go back to scripture, then it's just your idea. Creativity was never meant to be a tool for content creation to push our platforms forward. It was never meant to be a tool to market vices or a tool to manipulate. See, what's happening is God gave us creativity, right? Because God is a creator. And we, as creatives, are meant to be attached to the creator, God, and uh, what happens is, when he downloads and we're attached to him, uh, we're able to bring creative solutions into our world. Oh my gosh, chaddy did you not say that I'm making a cool, fun graphic on Canva uh, for that has my Devo on it? No, that's not creativity. Creativity, although that can be used as creativity, creativity is being attached to the creator and then thus being a vessel. What is with my word thus this season? I don't know, I like it, it's fun. My word for the day. Um, Um, (laughs) then we can bring creative solutions into the world. Creativity was God breathed that produced beautifully cultivated spaces and safe spaces for what was sacred. God used creativity to build sacred spaces. In Exodus, there's a story. Exodus thirty-one three through five, where God um, uh, shares to uh, Moses, he's like, "Hey, I want to build the tabernacle. The tabernacle, the place where His presence is going to dwell. It's where the Ark of the Covenant is. It's all of the sacred things that God loves. Uh, uh, that wait, God, hold on, let me go back." It has all the sacred things that God has used uh, to love on his people, to show his people his faithfulness. And they're sacred, right? But it's where his presence dwells. And God breathes into the artisans, the creatives, I just did air quotes, uh, (laughs) to build these things. And so... When I look at that story in Exodus 31, uh, 3 through five, I mean, I can read it, let me read it. Let me read it, I'm reading it. It's fine, we're reading it. Oh, I'm already in Exodus, look how God works. I'm reading it in the voice translation for all the theologians that are mad. I have a reading disability. Chadi, why do you keep saying that? Because I feel like somebody needs to know that that's why I lose words sometimes, but. God is good, and God has redeemed it, and I'm able to read and comprehend, and so I don't know why I feel compelled to keep sharing that this season, but I feel like there's somebody out there whose kid is really struggling, and I feel like you should know that I was the kid that was really struggling, and now I write books for a living, so... Speak life over your kids. Speak life over your situations because God is good and God is a healer and holy and sacred. Okay, thank you for sharing your issues, Chadi. You're welcome. All right, 31. The Eternal One instructed Moses, look, I have a special calling upon one of the sons of Judah. I have filled him with God's spirit, gifted him with wisdom. Oh, snap. I have filled him with God's spirit and gifted him with wisdom. So creativity, people who are creatives should be filled with wisdom and God's spirit. If you are calling yourself a creative, whether you work in the church, or whether you work in the marketplace, or whether you're vacuum cleaning your house right now, that's creative. Um, You should be filled with God's spirit and filled with wisdom. If you don't have those two things, you're not really a creative. You're just somebody who knows how to use Photoshop. Anyways. We're gonna move on, because that somebody okay I have filled him with God's spirit and wisdom understanding knowledge and skills with a variety of crafts he is an expert designer and works well with gold silver bronze he is able to cut set gems work with wood and skillfully perform any craft needed to help construct the congregation tent and its furnishings God wants to use you to build sacred spaces because you uh, uh, are so much more than what you realize You are creative, meant to be filled with the spirit and meant to be filled with wisdom, to make uh, spaces that are safe and spaces that God's presence can dwell. Uh, When we said yes to Jesus as followers of Jesus, when we surrendered our life and we began to sacrifice all that we are, sacrifice, our words, sacrifice, our lifestyles, sacrifice, our identity to all who God is, what happens is is then we are filled with the spirit to be able to go out and be empowered, right? Jesus, uh, there's a story, I talk about this constantly. I wrote a whole book about it, so I'm not gonna lean on it to it. But <clears throat> Jesus walked into the wilderness, led by the Holy Spirit. But when he walked out of the wilderness, he was empowered by the Holy Spirit. And so we navigate hard things so that then God can empower us with his Holy Spirit. And so God has these people in, you find, we're gonna read in Deuteronomy here in a second. Uh, they have been going through it. They are in the wilderness. And in this wilderness, God wants to drop his spirit in the Old Testament they didn't have like an indwelling of the Holy Spirit. It was like in the tabernacle. And so God used these creative people, He used their gifts and their talents and their treasures to build spaces for his presence. Creativity was God-breathed and produced cultivated spaces and safe spaces for what was sacred. And so I, as a person who has been a creative in the church and used it as a tool, I will tell you that I have a very different perspective on creativity now than I did 10 years ago that I did five years ago especially now as a pastor of a community uh, creativity is so much more sacred to me it's what God uses to build the spaces where his presence dwells not how great our church news is or not how great our photo booth is um, those things are great but they push forward uh, they push forward platforms of Buildings and not the platform of Jesus. And so not that it's bad if you do that I'm all for creativity in the church I was part of a church for a very long time that set the standard for a lot of the creative things that we did and I'm so honored that and that I got to be part of that, but I will tell you that now Um, after COVID, I believe that God has hit a hard reset on creativity, and um, so I guess my question for you uh, as a creative, Chadi, stop calling me that. No, you're a creative. God is using you to bring kingdom solutions into your world. You are a creative. Everyone God has called to be his sons and daughters are meant to be creatives in the world. Creatives, not Canva people, but not Photoshop people, not videographers, but people who are cultivate safe spaces for his presence. So, in the things you create, this is my question for you today, does God dwell there? That's how you know if your creativity, if your life is sacred. Chadi, what the heck are you talking about? Okay, let's break this down. Does God dwell in your social media? Does God dwell in your home? Does God dwell in your workspace? in your conversations, in your relationships? Or, you guys that do creativity as a job, does God truly dwell there? If you just cringed a bit, or the answer is no to some of those, uh, I wanna look at Moses uh, reminding the people of Israel why living set apart and understanding sacredness is important because what this does is it shows us how to build those spaces. because I believe by the end of this, we'll be able to look at our social media, our homes, our workspaces, our conversations and relationships and our jobs and uh, go, okay, God, I'm believing that the Holy Spirit's going to show you how you can then build a safe space, um, not only with those spaces, but even with yourself because I believe God wants to, like he said it, he said it at the beginning in Exodus, like his spirit dwelled and and wisdom was given. Like he had wisdom and he had the spirit. And I believe that God wants to impart wisdom. Um, I said this on Sunday when I was preaching uh, a couple weeks back, but that wisdom is not knowing the most, but wisdom is knowing the one who knows the most. And we know God as followers of Jesus, as followers of the way, the truth and the life, uh, we know the one who has the most wisdom. And so when we uh, lean into that and surrender our life to that, we're able to have that wisdom as well. So I'm going to live in Deuteronomy 7 1 through 6. Moses is giving a major recap before they enter the promised land. Again, God has a promised land for you, but most of us are hanging out in the wilderness because we've gotten good at it, and you don't want to go into the promised land because you're scared of the giants and the fruit. But you're missing out on fruit, and you're missing out on things because you're scared of the giants that are ahead of you. But I'm here to encourage you today to say that God wants to give you creative solutions to walk into your promise. God wants to give you creative solutions to to, to beat the giants and the people living in your promise. And I just, I believe that if you can engage sacredness, understanding that there's things in your life that are meant to be guarded and that are holy and that should only belong to God. Chadi, what do you mean? What should only belong to God? Uh, your body, your mind, your, the things you ingest, the things that we do in our life. Nothing is sacred now there's nothing sacred we've stopped we've we've made marriage not sacred culture we've made sex not sacred we've made oh my god there's so many things I can go down a deep dive rabbit hole but I refuse to be one of those people guys God has made us to be um, vessels of his presence and everything we do with our body and our mind should be holy and righteous and sacred and drawing people in, to experience the same peace, joy, and compassion, and all the rest of the fruits of spirit because we are um, an indwelling of his presence, okay? Chadi, that's real intense. Look, I ain't got time to mess around, okay? People are dying and going to hell. People are like running around their house with sage and rocks, like that's gonna help and scare demons. It's not. So we need to be the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. We need to literally live out uh, uh, safe spaces for others to experience the presence of God because we are so uh, filled with the presence of God because we understand sacredness, okay? And so Moses in Deuteronomy 7, one through six, as the eternal, your true God is bringing you into the land when you're going to live where you're going to live, and when you cross the Jordan, he'll drive out many nations ahead of you, and then he names a whole bunch of um, things I can't pronounce. Seven nations that are bigger and stronger than you are. The Eternal, your God, will put you in, uh, put them in your power. You must crush them, destroy them completely. Don't make any treaties with them, and don't show them any mercy, guys. Guys, the first thing we need to do to understand that our sacredness is uh, that sacredness, that creativity is sacredness, that we're meant to... like, like the spaces in our life are meant to be sacred is we have to settle our past. Your creativity being attached to Jesus and being able to facilitate his presence will never be able to happen if you can't settle your past. And so we look at, we look at the people of Israel and they are walking into the promise and God's saying the first thing you gotta do is get everybody out that's been here before. This doesn't mean that you gotta start throwing out your friends. That means that you need to look at the things that you're holding on to that take place of the Holy Spirit in your life, and you just need to get rid of them. Whether it's offense, whether it's bitterness, whether it's things that the church has done to hurt you, like you've you can't be a creative space that uh, brings in the presence of God uh, if you yourself are holding on to things that are in the past. There's a there's a story, um, I wanna say it's in Ezekiel, where literally the the people of God are doing such horrible things are quite literally it's like dude they've brought things into the temple they're doing like sex things in the temple and they're sacrificing kids and it's horrible it's like the worst things imaginable and literally the presence of God lifts out of the temple and leaves like you know what I don't want to be something that the presence of God is like I don't really want to be there because this person is doing really crazy things that don't honor me and this person does like the worst thing in the world is to be a person that doesn't realize the presence of God is gone that has left your life and you're so uh, attached to religion or attached to tradition that you miss out that the, you you don't have the presence of God anywhere near you because he's left the building and um That's the first thing we need to understand is that we are uh, vessels for his presence. So settle the things in your heart. Settle the past. Settle the things in your heart that may have hurt you. Settle the things in your heart that you may be still offended by. Uh, Just forgive those people and move on. Because at the end of the day, God wants to use your life and he can't use your life if you're stuck in the quicksand of your past, stuck in the quicksand of the things. Like They walked in and God said he will drive out these people ahead of you. God already is going to work it out. You just got to be able to say yes to cross the Jordan and go into the promised land. And he can't do that in your life if you're like, oh, no, good. I'm just good. I don't want to cross the Jordan. I'm just here. I'm just living in the wilderness. I'm really good at it. Like, that's not what God's created you to be. He's created you to be a place where his presence dwells. And he can't do that um, if you don't understand that that's who you are. And uh, because you don't understand who you are because you're living in your past and you're and you're stuck in the wilderness and you don't want to step over. God is going to remove the giants. God is going to remove the things in front of you. Um, and, and the reality is, is what's happened is, it says here, don't make any treaties with them and don't show them any mercy. When God said go into the Promised Land, he wanted them to wipe everything clean. We're gonna find this out as I can continue reading. Um, because the reality of the situation is they were making treaties, uh, peace treaties with people that can't bring them peace. And what happens is, we in our life do the same thing. You can't be a vessel for God's presence if you have treaties with of peace with things that can't bring you peace. Chadi, what are you talking about? Okay, so a lot of times, we We will um, intermarry our thoughts and minds and situations with things that we think will bring us provision and peace. But the only one that can give us provision and peace is Jesus, the provider and the Prince of Peace. Okay, that's real churchy. It is what it is. It's the truth of our life. We as humans, for some reason, humanity has this thing of being worried that our life is going to fall apart. And so we pick up these boundaries, and we make peace treaties with the enemy, and uh, we get in relationship with things we shouldn't be, and the reality of the situation is God wants to walk you into your promise, but when you walk into that promise, don't make treaties with things that don't bring you peace. Don't make treaties with things that are the enemy. Chadi, what is the enemy? Oh my God, go read Ephesians 5, where it talks about idolatry, and uh, witchcraft, and all the things that we give our life to, and we shift our lifestyle with, if your life lifestyle is not a space where God's presence can dwell. If your identity is not something where your presence of God can dwell. Like if you're, if here's a perfect example. I said this the other day. Um, so many people are sleeping all around. They're doing all, they're sleeping, they're sleepings with all the rounds. Their numbers are real high. Click, 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 click. Just like numbers. Anyways, I'm probably going to cut this out. It's not the point. Point is, people are out and about doing things and giving their body and their mind away like they were not sacred or like God didn't die on a cross for you. And then you're wondering why your relationships suck because what's happening is you're trying to ask God to bless something he can't bless. It's the same thing with jobs. It's the same thing with relationships. God has called certain things to be sacred, right? And so what's happening is you are trying to, not you, maybe it's somebody else listening, not you. Just, it's your friend. And so what's happening is, is we take things to God and we say, hey, God, can you fix this? And he's like, dude, you're already living with that person that's not your spouse. And you want me to bless it like it's a marriage, but it's not a marriage. And um, the reality is, is uh, you're, you want a, a covenant blessing that's not a covenant. And so many things in our life, we do that. God, could you get me out of this situation? God, you can help me in this situation. He's like, dude, I walked you into a promised land and you made treaties with everyone that was there instead of remembering that I'm the one that took you into the promise. Another example of that is we'll 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 get a job that we've been praying for, that we're uh, real excited about, and then we get into the job and we're super pissed at God because the people there suck. Well, yeah, yeah, people suck. It's it's We suck sometimes. Like, it's, like you forget that God blessed you with that job, but you didn't have a job for him million years and now God blessed you and you're able to supply things for your family. And like the reality of the situation is there are so many things in our life that we're supposed to look at through the filter of uh, peace. And provision, and uh, back to who God is, so that He can then fill our life with His presence, and fill our life in such a way that when His presence is near, we feel peace, we feel compassion, we feel joy, we feel patience, we feel self-control. All the fruits of the spirit are walking out in front of us, and the reality is, is we don't we we don't experience any of that because we have locked into treaties with things that are not God. The next one, three, above all, don't intermarry with them. Don't marry your daughters to any of their sons and don't marry your sons to any of their daughters. This would, this would cause your enemies to turn your children away from me to worship other gods. Guys, a lot of us haven't really surrendered our future to God. I read this and um, I could go down a rabbit hole of kids and what the generation looks like, but I don't blame this generation uh, for walking away from God. I don't blame the millennial generation for walking away from God. Um, The reality of the situation is we have not surrendered our future to God. We're so worried. I, I watch all these TikToks, not TikToks because I don't have TikTok because... You know, I'm a doomsday prepper and I think that they look at my phone, but whatever, that's a different situation. I'm on the Instagram and um, I watch all these people talk about millennials. You wanna know why we have anxiety? It's because we've had to live through all these things. Like, yeah, but we didn't live through World War Two. Uh, You guys, like my grandmother had to abandon her entire country and language and family and and get in a boat um, and and leave her country uh, because of communism. Like there are so many things that we haven't had to deal with and yet we're so focused on the things we've had to deal with that we are not focused on the future. And what's happening is we're so stuck stuck in the past that we've forgot to surrender the future and believe God for good things. Like we have forgotten how sacred and holy and awesome and miraculous our God is and as a result Oh, we're stuck in the past and we've not surrendered our future. In my, fu- the future in my hands builds, like if you, if your future, if you're only focused on your future for you, it'll build your platform. But the future in God's hands builds a sacred place, a sacred space for His presence to dwell and others to experience His peace and salvation. Chadi, I care about my future. I have a I have a 10-year goal uh, that I'm going to do That Yeah, 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 yeah. Has that been surrendered to God? Have you asked God what that is? What happens is so many people get disillusioned with life and changes and transitions because you don't look at your life as a uh, sacred, uh, as a creative who's just meant to facilitate spaces and assignments that God has given you. And instead you're like, no, this is my calling. No, this is my purpose. Okay. Let me help you. Your calling is to love God and love people. Your purpose is to be um, a vessel for God's presence. And uh, there are assignments given to you throughout your life that God will transition you from transition to transition to transition to love him and love people and to be a space for his presence. That's it. Uh, that just messed up my 10-year goal of being a this, or to having a family, or to getting married. Look, all those will be assignments that God gives you in his time, but if you don't surrender your future with those things in mind of what the calling and the purposes of God are on your life, you will be pissed off for the rest of your life. In situations, in giving treaties, giving away your body, giving away your love, giving away all the things that God calls sacred, you won't even, like, You'll be that person that lives a very hard life because the reality of the situation is you don't realize how sacred God is. You don't realize realize how sacred your life is meant to be. And God has built you to be a space for his presence. And what you have filled it with is everything that is not sacred. Surrender your, settle the past, surrender your future. And the third is guard your present. If you did worship other gods, the eternal would become furious with you and destroy you in an instant. So this is what you must do to these nations instead. Tear down their altars, smash their monoliths, chop down their sacred poles and throw the idols they've carved carved into the fire. Remember, you are set apart for the eternal, your God. He is your God and has chosen you to be his possession, his special people. Out of all the peoples of the earth. What is, what is in your life right now that you um, that maybe has hit pause on you seeing every single room and word you speak, every room you're in, as a space for God's presence? Um, for me, there's music I've stopped listening to. There's certain shows I've stopped watching. Uh, there are certain things that I've stopped ingesting because um, of this revelation of sacredness. Uh, has it made me religious? Absolutely not. It has made me understand God's reverence, and um, and it and I just I just don't want to uh, intermarry my thoughts or values or belief system with something that's not God. And so I. Went through my house, my life, my Spotify lists, and I said, uh, "If it is, if it worships some kind of other god, um, if it is attached to some kind of witchcraft, like." Chaudi, this sounds real religious and like you've taken this over the top. What happened to the fun Chaudi? Guys, I am just at this point, I'm 42 and I just, I don't have time to mess around or try to be so relevant that I miss out on being a space for God's presence. It's just the reality of the situation I'm living in. It's different when you're, I don't know, man, maybe it's when I was I was doing just the creative job in the church and I was just trying to be creative and just really hear hear my vision and just understand how creative I am. And now it's like 10 years later I'm leading a community of people who struggle and have real life issues and I don't have the time to not be totally surrendered and sacrificed to God in my heart, in my mind, in my life, in my marriage, in my creativity, in my influence, in all of those things, because there are others coming after me, and my life has to be transparent. People have to be able to see my life and see Jesus, and it's something that I have struggled with with this podcast, and um, is that, God, please let me be authentically transparent, God, with all my struggles and all my hangups and all my hiccups, so that people can then see your work in my life. Let this be a safe space for your presence to dwell. And the way that I've been able to do that is by guarding my present. I guard my mind. I guard, and I—I I feel like I've done this, um, but I've begun to do this in more of an intentional way. It's—it's um, it's stupid little things like something on Netflix that, like, I'm just prepared to forward through or not even watch at this point, just because I don't want anything in my mind that takes away any space or gives space to something that shouldn't be there. And so, um, yeah, I settle the past, I surrender the future, and I guard the present so that creativity can be seen as a tool that builds spaces for God's present and not a tool that builds my platform. You are a creative, you are a vessel for His presence to dwell, and that is sacred and that is worthy of guarding. And uh, next time on the podcast, we'll talk about your family and how your family is sacred and how God's family is sacred. And I pray it blesses you. So I love you guys. I love you weirdos. I seriously am just so thankful for you. Um, Thankful for everyone that has bought the new book coming out in August. If you haven't already, go buy the book, um, I Cry in Corners. And um, if you haven't left a review on the podcast, it would mean a lot to me if you did. And um, that's it. That is episode two of Sacred is a Thing. Creativity is sacred. And you are a creative, meant to be a vessel attached to the creative creator who is um, a vessel for his presence. And when you are a vessel of his presence, your past is settled, your present is guarded, and your future is surrendered. Because you know that God wants to fill your home and every space that you embody with his presence and a place that brings others in and draws others in and they can experience peace and love and salvation and ultimately freedom so yeah love you weirdos bye do you too struggle with making things a thing that are not a thing this book is for you and for everyone else who wants to embrace their feelings throw punch anxiety and manage their emotions well i cry in corners get your copy today